Greetings and welcome to What's Wrong With Wolfie. My name is Jason. And I'm Rich. And I'm Chris. And this time, Merry Christmas! Jesus, that sounded like <laughs> I a bleeping gush, didn't I? I was just like, who are we doing? Like, uh, <laughs> is it an Animal Farm special? <laughs> 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 The goat meme special, wasn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Who needs goat there. simulator when we got this? <laughs> that wasn't yeah. me. That was my actual goat I've got next to me. No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, what a what, way to start the show. Um, and at the top of the show, as always, we like to give a really big merry... I'm doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with me? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to stop saying the word Mary because <laughs> I'm going to get some like goat fanatics at me by thinking I'm doing some kind of like cruel thing to them. Um, <laughs> See, without we get Peter Griffin impersonators going, stop copying. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Still, <laughs> 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 the, the best. The best one was early Family Guy when he opened the emergency fire exit on the aeroplane. That shit kills me every time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my uh, god. Should we reset ourselves? We'll tell no, we're in no, the Christmas spirit. We're in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is Christmas special episode, so you know, it's 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 all it's it's nice and um, loose. Is that the right? Oh my god. Um goats are now with all that loose I know. loose goats loose goats. Be, it, this is not gonna be cheap show messy, but I feel like it'll probably still be our messy <laughs> show, so um and uh, let, yeah, um, thank, thanks Andrew and Tristan by the way, uh, top guys as always. Um, a really big festive thank you. There you go. It's better than me, Mary. Thank you so much, guys. As always, you are amazing. And if you would like to do the same, you can do so by joining the Wolfie Club, where you can join a monthly membership or just give a one off donation to the show. Head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the Wolfie Pod to see all the options. Well, here we are, boys. Sitting around a nice gorgeous fire. God, I feel that heat. It's amazing, isn't it? Burn my face off. I know, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Quick, quick. In fact, Chris, could you, could you just throw another log on there for us, please? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Not Terrence. Not Terrence. <laughs> no, not Terrence. No. There's a log on the fire now. Nice one. Oh yeah, no, that's much better. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, that's lovely. And uh, yeah, we've got some nice, you know, stockings hanging from the fireplace. I um, hope you guys are fixing these sound effects in post. Yeah, um, well, yeah, we it sounds pretty. It sounds pretty weird right now. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, got my Yamaha keyboard out with the uh, sound effect buttons. So. <laughs> <laughs> sound of a gunshot. So yeah. no, gunshot and a plate breaking. <laughs> uh. Lovely. Um, I'm trying to pick, <coughs> paint a scene here, and you know, you're whipping out Yamaha. Oh, we've got Bob Ross here as well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> stop it. <Aww. laughs> Just a happy little accident. <laughs> Very little secret. Lovely, Bob. Oh. Anyway, we, yeah, I don't really Speak, go Speaking yeah. of Bob Ross, this is a, kind of a random thing. I found okay. on YouTube about six months ago a guy actually uh, located all of his originals, really? everything he'd painted personally and on screen. Because apparently his family couldn't legally sell it on because it was owned by the production company that made did the you, episodes. Did you watch that documentary about that? Yes, yeah, it's the same. It's the so same upsetting. documentary. So yeah. upsetting. And he finds yeah. this warehouse full of these yeah. archive boxes full of Bob Ross paintings that they can't do anything with. Awful, awful. 
Oh, I'm, <sighs> I'm missing out once more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I... it must have been a documentary I watched. Hmm. Let's look out yeah. for it. There's one it's on Netflix. Anyway. Yeah. That <laughs> might be it, actually. I'm getting yeah, confused with YouTube and Netflix. I know. I was in the middle of, you know, painting the scene. You know, we're around the fire, got stockings out, and then you start yeah, rambling on you about You should paintings. be used to her, because you said paint the scene, and I was like, yeah, oh, Bob Ross, Christmas, <sighs> Christmas trees in the distance, uh, and a little, uh-huh. a little happy cabin with a fire burning, and, okay. right. and a well. dinosaur in the mountains. And, yeah, <laughs> because dinosaurs <laughs> and Christmas go together, you know. Okay. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> Well, especially when Jurassic Park's on, I mean, like. <laughs> but yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. Anyway, so yeah, we've got our stockings hanging from our fireplace. Two foot of snow outside, so we can't go out. And Was it uh, Canada, Jesus, yeah, I know. <laughs> and we <laughs> we got some nice homemade mince pies on the table, ready to be eaten. Mm. You like mince pies, right? Nah, no. Oh, well, I'll tough shit, isn't it? <laughs> I do. I haven't started baking yet, though. Um, well, that's slacking it, mate. Come on, yeah. chop chop. I said I was having a go at my dad about this only at the weekend. And I was very, very sad when I popped around for a cup of tea and there was no home mince pies. <gasps> oh, but it's just finding the time. It's just like got mince oh, pies. He's to retired. Chocolate, chocolate he's got to no, make. He's not got that excuse. Chocolate. My yeah, mum, made, my mum sent me a picture today of the uh, big tray of sausage rolls that she's made ready for Christmas Day. Oh. I'm like, yes. Thanks, Is mom. she like a sausage roll queen? Oh yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Yeah. Well, we'll stick some in the post, won't you? <laughs> I'll try. Jiffy yeah. <laughs> um, bag will do. Yeah, all right. Yeah, perfect. Put a nice block in there. Sorted. Um, of course, this is all hypothetical. We're not all sitting around fire, but um, we're going to pretend we are. And uh, you can probably hear all the nice fire crackles going off right now. So, uh, yeah, sit back and uh, chill out and enjoy what, what's going to be quite an interesting show, I think. So, uh, Guys, if we, we've all bought a Christmas tipple, haven't we? Um, we I've, have. Yeah, I've got my uh, bottle of rum. <laughs> See, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> a, a bottle? Well, you got Go a in it. Cool, I love it. Straight <laughs> rum. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got Coke as well. I'm not that hardcore. Don't worry. Uh, not on a Monday oh, evening, anyway. The blimey. smoking kind or the snorting kind? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm quick off the mark. You aren't, yeah. Th- you've I not even yeah. started, George, yet. Either, I thought this you? was fake snow. Fucking tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got my dead man fingers rum and a kind of coke ready to go. Um, what, what have you brought, guys? I know, I saw, it just popped in my head that I just had League of Gentlemen. I can, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. We didn't burn him. <laughs> oh, God. On the I fire. Have, I have got a nice spiced plum mild from Gypsy Hill and Bin Day Brewing Co. <laughs> it's, like, it's called um, it's called Filthy Animals. It is actually a Home Alone beer. Um, oh, it is lovely. Excellent. Yeah, very nice. So yeah, it's a spice plum mild ale. Um, what does it say on the can? Da-da-dum. Yeah, full of plummy goodness and mold on seasonal spices. Um, goes well with the wet bandits. That's what it says. Yep, a perfect perfect companion to the last minute Christmas dash. Love it, it love it, love wonderful. it. Wonderful, very and nice. Now, or every time I see or hear anything about Home Alone, that DVD that was posted in that group that we're in, will oh always God. come to my front oh of uh, Bo- Bone Alone. Was in it oh, called? Don't, don't, don't spoil it! Don't spoil it! Don't spoil it! It's <laughs> <laughs> in the group chat. Yeah, I'll put. I'll put. It, we need to get Chris's live reaction on oh, the group okay. chat. No, <laughs> right. Bad don't even spoil it. All oh, right. Okay. It's well, one of those like crappy asylum ones they release. Oh no. Like, well, Rich is doing yeah, that. Yeah. Chris, it's, um, probably, it's probably better than a new Home Alone remake, to be honest. Probably. Uh, why don't you tell us what what, what tipple you've brought with you? 
I've just got. I've just got a can of Guinness, a pint of Guinness. That, that's because, your normal Christmas tipple, is it? No, I'm, I don't. I've got whiskey, but I wasn't in a word mood for whiskey. Is it no, um, fair enough? Nigerian export or no? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm waiting for some. I believe I've got some um, uh, 007 rum coming for Christmas. So oh wow! Ooh, very the, nice. um, Does it just smell of James Bond when you open it? No, it's the Blackwell rum that's run by the guy who currently owns Goldeneye in Jamaica. Oh, okay. Excellent. Um, and Is I'll that put the vibration Christmas. of this picture coming through? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to have to just turn my phone off for a second. Okay. Yeah, no, so right. I think I've got some, some uh, Blackwell rum 007 edition coming in a, couple, in a few days. So uh, I don't like these laughs at the moment. What I'll do, listeners, is um, I'll um, I shall uh, I shall tweet this picture once this episode <laughs> releases, just so you know what's going I'm on. Get it now and cry. <laughs> so bad. Oh shit, man. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they either thought that title through, they didn't. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! So oh. We're, we're painting a picture here. So if you can oh, imagine no. the Home Alone logo, um, but the home has been uh, changed <laughs> for bone, and we've got like the the Home Alone kind of house logo on there. But instead of um, Macaulay Culkin, you've just got a puppy. Guess we now know why they were called the Wet Bandits, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the fact that the the two people behind the, in the window look like they're wearing gimp outfits. That's all ready to go, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact it's a PG. There you go. Do you see a film with a dog on the cover with a Santa hat? The last certification you're going to think of is that's a PG. <laughs> why is that the funniest part of the whole thing? <laughs> So the PG stands for puppy grinding. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, Gives a whole new meaning to the, <laughs> to the phrase dog pounds. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure how much I'm going to be cutting out this one. <laughs> it's Christmas. Oh, I couldn't oh, get it out. No. Oh my god. Oh. We are turning into the chip <laughs> show. <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well. um... Let, let's just have a, a Christmas toast, shall we? I was just going to clink our bottles and have a Christmas drink with you guys, and then we'll let. No, we'll ruin on. our laptops if we do that shit. Oh, well, yeah, this is true. So, oh um, fuck, yeah, no, you're not there, really, are you, Dan? <laughs> yeah, all right, ready. Sorry, I've just shorted Cheers. the house out. Cheers, guys. One's done. <laughs> should we get another one, really? Yeah, I think you should. Um, okay. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stopping you. Um, okay, so the, 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 this episode, uh, we do have a plan for this episode. Don't worry, it's just not going to be a complete and utter mess. Um, we're we're, we're going to have a chat um, about our favourite and worst Christmas film, um, and maybe our, our favourite Christmas song and uh, TV special, um, for just our favourite ones, and, and obviously the worst film anyway. I'm, I'm babbling, so please excuse me. Um, and then we're going to have a look through the uh, the 1995, as, as that's the year we're in right now, um, TV Christmas Guide and see what kind of beautiful, Ooh. lovely, 
surprises um, it, it holds for us. Uh, we, we, we have had a quick flick through it, um, so we kind of know what's in there, but I'm sure there will still be a few surprises for us. So uh, let's, um, let, let's get straight into it and then talk about our favourite and worst Christmas films. Um, Chris, for, for you, what, what would you say would be your favourite Christmas film? I have many. Mm, I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, it's difficult to choose. Just one. I yes, know, just one. It's just it's, <laughs> di- it's so difficult to choose when you write everything down and you're just like, oh, like, sh- like trying to choose your favourite film in a series, isn't it? Um, but for some reason this year I'm gravitating towards Scrooge because I just think it's just a beautifully done film. It is a great film. Um, it's yeah, it can be a bit tropey, but that's the point. It's lampooning. <laughs> It's lampooning what TV companies do over Christmas. Mm. It does it beautifully. And every year when it's on, I just wait for the, those lines to be... It's just... I don't know. It's just an enjoyable watch. I mean, obviously, you've got your, your diehards and your Home Alones. And we, watched, we did a double bill Home Alone 1 and 2 last night, actually. And um, Scrooge, for some reason, just gravitates towards me as the older I get. <laughs> that makes sense. It, it, <laughs> And um, yeah, on, on my list, it's just speaking to me on my little notes over here. But it's a, it's a great it's twist on the the you know Christmas Carol story, and and it's just really interesting what, yeah. what they do with the characters in in this film. And, and yeah. Bill Murray plays Bill Murray playing fine. Um, yeah, it, it fits in perfectly with with the story. Yeah, it's just a smarmy, too big for his own boots, TV exec. Yep, vice president. And um, yeah, just <laughs> basically you a, a Have you got a favourite part? He's like a young guy trying to make it in a business full of old people trying to do the same thing over and over again, and he's trying to inject some energy into it to a point where one of the trailers gives an old deer a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I just, I think the whole film, it's, it's just so, it, t- it doesn't take itself seriously until like three quarters of the way through when you realise the message behind it when you see people dying or people without any money or his brother missing him and stuff like that and <clears throat> I think my favourite part of the whole film has to be the ten minute segment with Bill Murray and Carol Kane I'm trying to think of that <laughs> bit now <laughs> mm, yeah, I've she plays the coast of Christmas present no, past. Take away from what goes to <laughs> what goes does she play, Carol Kane? Jesus Christ! You um, got the fairy one, haven't you? That is her. Yeah. And you got the the taxi driver one, haven't you? Taxi driver's pre- goes to Christmas past. It's, it's present. It's present. I yeah, because he goes to his bro- uh, brother's house. And yeah, it's just that that whole chemistry between him and Carol Kane is just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> just laughing at it, thinking about it. It's just done so well. But again, with Bill Murray, he's just so good at the physical comedy that when he slips over in a restaurant on the, on the water... Have you guys seen Scrooge recently, in recent years? Oh, I we watched it last year. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful platform moment where he thinks he's seeing things like eyeballs and glasses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He gets up and thinks some guy's on fire, so he throws a champagne bucket over him and he goes, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, I thought you were Richard Pryor. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> For those of you in the audience who don't know that joke, Richard Pryor got drunk and high on drugs and set himself on fire one night. <laughs> As you do. As you That's do. that joke. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's this beautiful pratfall where I believe it was all done 
coincidentally, he just got up and slipped on a wet floor, but it's his beautiful slip where he writes himself on the doorway and then slips again and then just casually walks out of the restaurant. It's just, it's got everything it needs. It's got a great supporting cast. It's got Alfred Woodard and Karen Allen, America's little sweetheart, before she disappeared. <laughs> uh, oh no, that was Margot Kidder, wasn't it? She disappeared. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, Scrooge, I just, it works so well. Um, basically, that's what it says on the tin. It's a guy yeah. who's been Scrooged. Yeah. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. for the time, it was the up-to-date version of, of Christmas Carol. Yeah, he just uh, gets a visit from his old boss. He's been dead, what, 12 years? <laughs> it's like with a golf ball and a mouse in his head. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch this guy. It's been so long. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's yeah. a delightful film yeah, by we, Richard Donner, and yeah, we watched it last year. Um, we haven't got around to watching it this year, but um, yeah, we watched it last year for the first time in ages, and it was so good to go back and, and revisit revisit it. Yeah, um, I do it every year. I put a DVD in every year, and it's just one of those things that never gets old. It's just mm. the, the dialogue exchanges and the pacing and the structure is just done so well. They like it's almost as if it's it's. A perfect storm of a Christmas movie for Bill Murray and for Richard Donner. It just works so well mm. on every segment. Obviously, it's it gets very tropey when you retread Charles Dickens books or Charles Dickens stories and themes. But Scrooge, for some reason, it doesn't get boring because <laughs> I don't know why. Some Christmas Carol interpretations just you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apart from the Muppets Christmas Carol. It, that gets better. That just that's just great all round. That's always a yearly watch. But yeah, the ghost of Christmas past as a taxi driver takes him back to him being a kid where his dad, played by Bill's old real life older brother, um, basically just a hard ass drunk, didn't give a shit, which makes Bill Murray's Frank into the person he is today. This non caring out just needs to make money. Christmas doesn't mean anything and. Then by chance meets this girl played by Karen Allen that changes his life and he always regretted not going for a full relationship or committing to that and then drifting away and so yeah these ghosts come along and just tell him the true meaning of Christmas in the past in the present and the future mm-hmm. and it's structured in a way where it's a TV studio so they can get away with these stupid skit stupid skits and get these world famous actors like Lee Mate like. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Majors in the opening five minutes of the damn film. Do you guys remember that scene? I do, again. I have like not watched this film. It probably Where, was like ITV One Christmas yeah. when I was young. Jesus, that was a long time ago. You've not it seen it? Long. Oh my god! Seriously, just right. just watch it. It's just it's it has just fantastic. Twenty five years. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's done in such a very self aware way where it's just like. <laughs> got a Christmas Day schedule and you've got America's what is it favourite old fart reading a book next to a fireplace and then Frank <laughs> comes out with all of his kind of like you know mid to late 30s kind of idea of what Christmas is all about so it's all like action and violence and like it's the real kind of like meta human that really works well which was kind of ahead of its time really that kind of self aware very um satirical look at Hollywood <laughs> and TV mm. and it's just like there's a siege on the North Pole 
and there's like bombs going off and like missiles and then Lee Majors comes in to save the day <laughs> so, and he's even name checked he's like Lee Majors oh, six no million dollar man <laughs> it's like your typical like really shit Christmas special that you see on these networks <laughs> and you got like Robert Goulet there singing with a, like a punt boat gondola <laughs> just, just like what the fuck <laughs> and yeah like one yeah, and it's got like, you know, one of the trailers gives this old deer a heart attack. And later on in the film, there's a phone call where it's just like, yeah, or what caused her heart attack? It's like, oh, it's probably something she ate. <laughs> and then it's got that famous mouse scene where you can't get the antlers to stick to the mouse. And you just, classic Bill Murray, have you yeah. tried stables? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just got all those classic classic Bill Murray lines written for him and just performed beautifully by him and it's so effortless every mm. every line he utters is so effortless and again with him with Carol Kane it's just this amazing 10 minute sketch segment you could call it really when she hits him with the toaster and it's just like and just Carol Kane's just got that mad high pitched pixie mm. kind of yeah. voice anyway and I it's just great. Actually, I don't know if I've actually seen her in anything outside of Scrooged, unknowingly at the time. I'm trying to remember what other films are in a. Uh, Adam Sandler values. She was Grandma in Adam Sandler values. I'm, I'm not thinking of her as the name. I'm just yeah thinking Grandma. Yeah. Damn, okay. Fair enough. I've seen plenty of her then. <laughs> That's about the only two notable things I've seen her in. To be fair, that and Adam Sandler values. But I just yeah Scrooge for some reason this year. I don't know why. It's just there, and it's just got such one of those classic heartfelt, felt, heartfelt endings, which always ends on a high. These films, and, mm-hmm. well, you and got that. it, yeah. yeah, and again, yeah. like like the story, it plays fast and loose with um, like geography, time travel, and teleportation. This is like because he just like he's in one time thing, seeing one alternate future or one alternate past, and then he's just on the set, and he just kind of gets burst through this door. And on the other side of the door is the set for the Charles Dickens reenactment. <laughs> it's just oh, like no everything way. just collapses around him. It's just like that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. You, you need to watch it, Rich. If it's I been will. that long, it's I've, I've got like stuff I need to watch. I've got some films lined up. Mm. Some I'm still trying to think of. So yeah, I'll put this on the list now. Yeah, yeah it's great. it's just uh, it's a world on film. I would go into it to more detail, but I haven't seen it for about a year. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had yeah, a chance no. this year yet, but that's fine. Yeah, it's just solid all-round performance, great gags, even relevant today. And you've got, you know, the ever-lovely Alfred Woodard, which probably most listeners of this will know from Star Trek: First Contact. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's just a great watch. And yeah, Carol Kane's great in it. And yep, yeah, beautiful, beautiful um, choice. Uh, cracking, cracking film, mate. Um, and uh, it was high on my list as well, actually, Scrooge, mm. but um, it doesn't quite get to the top for me, unfortunately. But No, it was tied between that and uh, Lampoon's Christmas Vacation for oh, okay. this year. Yeah, that's a good... It's also, um, yeah, um, no, you know, spoilers, that, that might come up in a minute. Um, <clears throat> so um, bef- before I move on to Rich and uh, find out what his favourite Christmas film is, I just want to... I, d- I just want to. I just want to give a you know a, a quick Christmas cracker joke. You, you right oh God! Yeah, go for it. The yeah? US. Are you ready? Okay. Go for it. Uh, what goes ho ho whoosh ho ho whoosh? Mm, I don't know. Santa Claus in a car wash. 
That's a good guess, Chris. It's a very good guess, but you're wrong. Are you ready for the answer? Well, I'm ready as I'll ever be. It's Santa caught in a revolving door. Oh. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> shit even for like cracker standards. Holy, holy crap. Wow. Wow. There's a reason our family have stopped giving out crackers at Christmas now. My mum just does little presents instead. Because uh-huh. that's exactly why. They're oh, just okay. a waste of money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a waste of money and a waste mm-hmm. of pe- pe- paper. And then you just you throw them away 30 seconds later. Yep, yep, I'm done with my little plastic ring or my... I was going to say... Me- tiny measuring tape. <laughs> Christmas crackers must be like the worst like clim- climate thing to exist oh, these days, yeah, right? Like with the uh, plastic pa- toys and the pa- bits of paper and cardboard that gets used making them. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely NFTs and then crackers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, that, in that, just in that just order. about, just about. And then you got these, cra- you got the crackers at the moment for the Eco Crusaders that are all made with cardboard and paper. Mm. You know. Which, okay. like these electric cars, have a higher carbon footprint per manufacturer <laughs> than the actual fucking normal crackers, you crap pot bastards. <laughs> Anyway, okay. I've got an electric car, have you? Where's the electric compliment you charge your car up from? Oh, yeah, an oil or a coal-fired power-powered station. Great. No, you can't win either way, can you? You're either polluting the world with your petrol no. fumes or you're doing that with your electric cars. Exactly. Um, uh, we're all yeah. fucked anyway, yeah, regardless fucked. of what we yeah. look at it. Yeah. But we'll on, be I'm living to keep on... this high and like, merry, Chris, and you're we'll bringing it down with your real-world real world problems. We'll all be living on Mars in 20, 40, 80 years, maybe okay. 100 years anyway, so... Three-breasted women or aliens up there, then we're all good, aren't we? Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger's rating up there. Yeah, exactly. Sharon Stone. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Um, And Uncle Hank from (laughs) Breaking Bad. God, I forgot he was in that. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As a a vagina-headed mutant. And moving on uh, to Rich's (laughs) favourite Christmas film, mate. Come on. (laughs) Come on, let let us know. We want to know. Come on. I'm going to go kind of out of left field with this one because oh, I kind were. of was like hmm I want to say Die Hard because it is to many the ultimate Christmas film but I kind of actually want to use this to shine a light on a film that I don't think many people know about that it's I watched not the a few years ago it's not the Monsters Christmas film is it? oh god no 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 no, no. <laughs> definitely not no this is actually a film from Finland um, oh. called Rare Exports A Christmas Tale it was from 2010 um, so yeah, set in Finland um, during a secret mountain drilling project, and some British researchers they essentially discover what, according to legend, is the ancient burial ground occupied by Santa Claus, <laughs> as he did. Oh, yeah, okay. And we going now, are we? <laughs> it's only it's only after the, the research team like, excavate the site they find dozens of slaughtered reindeer. And the local children in the town start disappearing. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's it's bear with it, bear with it. It's, it's okay. fan, honestly, this film's great. I, it's a random Netflix find one year, and I was like hooked. And Is it like, still on Netflix? Don't think so, but you can probably find it somewhere. You can find already. It somewhere. This sounds like. <laughs> I'm gonna go this already sounds tonight. like Chris's, Chris's new favorite Christmas film. Yeah, so it's good. <laughs> So, I mean, the film follows this um, young boy called, I think it's Pietri. Um, I'm not very good with my Finnish pronunciations, so bear with me. Um, and his father, uh, who they both live on a reindeer farm. Um, one day, Pietri's father accidentally catches a feral man in one of his bear traps. Um, and that feral man turns out to be Santa Claus. Uh, and, yeah, it's, 
it's not a lot I want to say about this film because I don't want to spoil it because it does mm-hmm. throw a big twist at you. Proper big Dallas size twist at the end. Um, <laughs> you chose Dallas. <laughs> yeah, of all I, that's all I had. I could think of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, on the surface, it sound like, it does sound very much like it's just some tropey Christmas horror film, like these, um, like the ones like Krampus you get now, but it does a much better job, I think. It's more of a proper fairy tale in the tradition of like the Brothers Grimm mm-hmm. but if the Brothers Grimm were adapted by John Carpenter <laughs> oh my god <laughs> basically yes that that's that's the first conclusion I drew it does actually draw a lot from the thing as well um, in terms of the premise and the tone the whole film is just the, the location is just snowy fells you've got doomed researchers that resurrect something that is not what it seems um, it is just a marvellous film um, it isn't a homage to the thing it is very much its own thing it's very unique um, it looks stunning as well like you'd expect with a film that's set out in the snow um, it just looks glorious kind of like how I feel like a film like Texas Chainsaw Massacre I, I can always say that you can kind of smell that film from watching it mm. this film I feel like you can actually feel how cold the characters are which sounds really really weird but kind of like the thing I think it really helps the whole feeling of isolation it's just a really unique marvellous film that kind of got me more into like Finnish and some like Norwegian cinema as well there's some really good stuff coming out of there and this is just a very good Christmas film it is very dark it doesn't go heavy on the on terms of bloodshed or anything like that I think it earns this, it, it has got like an R rating or a 15 but it mainly gets that from some rather creative swearing and a few shots of Santa's ass as well um, <laughs> and keep in mind this Santa is like proper like meth addict skinny <laughs> he's got his horrible beard and he's just proper like nightmarish horrible um, but yeah, I, I want to go into detail. Like I know Krista was Scrooged, but I think it would kind of give a lot away. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone's intrigued, then yeah, I, I'm going to leave it there, mm-hmm. as short as it is. But yeah, just going to watch this film. It's mm. bloody great. Really, really good. Give, give us a, a reminder of the title again. It's Rare Exports. Rare Exports, okay. Yeah, A Christmas Tale from 2010. There you go, ladies and gents. There's uh, Richard. I'm, I'm looking it up because that just sounds. <laughs> as soon as you said, <laughs> it's a crazy. Chris, Chris is all a in grave on with it. Half a dozen reindeer, and I'm like, <laughs> weird shit and supernatural shit, and children go missing. It's like what? <laughs> Fuck. It's it's great. I mean, I'm, it's I'm, like it's like some late mid nineties niche sci fi that your friend puts you onto, and you're just like, "What the fuck is that?" And then you turn it and love it. <laughs> it, has, it has got a real heavy eighties vibe to it. It does have that John Carpenter feel. It that sounds just, like something going for it. Then, yeah, it hits. It does. It's yeah, yeah it's awesome. So. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, uh, my favorite uh, Christmas movie I'm going to quickly talk about is uh, Jingle All the Way. Just joking. Of course, oh, it's oh, not. Oh. <laughs> Put the cookies down. <laughs> <laughs> Total man. 
that's a shame. Oh dear. Um, no, it is in fact, uh, Chris kind of alluded to it a, a little bit ago, and that is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Cool. Um, I mean, I remember the first time I saw this film was, I was quite ill, actually, when I was, uh, I don't know, 10, 11 years old, and uh, I remember just laying on the couch in the front room, and my dad put this on, it was on telly, and I remember cheering up. I'm feeling much better watching the film, so I think maybe this has got something to do with why I always, I always look back on this so fondly, uh, especially the scene where he uh, oils up his um, sled, circular sled thing, and then just shoots down the shoots down the hill uncontrollably with the trail of fire it, behind him. He's just like waxing it, and he's just like, "Yeah, we're gonna fly down here." Um, and I remember I just started laughing at that scene. I couldn't stop. And I think it was just such a nice relief for myself from where yeah. I've been feeling ill. And um, it's now a, a yearly tradition where I, where I I or me and the wife sit down and watch the film. And uh, I don't get bored of this film at all. It's so funny. Even after like 20 or 30 watches or how many times I've seen mm. this film, it's just a classic. And I think one of the things I like about it as well is... Um, that is, it was quite a, a look into American uh, family life in a way. Obviously, mm. without the uh, the cat getting electrified, or well, you know, maybe it does. I don't know. But, <laughs> or the the dog um, choking on turkey bones under the table, or um, you know, and and then you're just seeing that side of it as well as all the wacky stuff. It just uh, it's just a great film, and uh, it's it's still so funny to this day. Um, and of course, Chevy Chase. Uh, being Chevy Chase in there, I guess. I guess the only thing I don't really, I never really understand in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Every time I watch it, is the um, is the neighbours because what do they actually do? I don't know apart from just get cross. I think they're just they're like the yuppie rich executive young neighbours next to the, I think the classic normal, normal in inverted commas normal people. They've got everything Maybe. like a bank of CDs, sure. players, yeah. and yeah. and then isn't I think when, it's isn't it a bit when Clark is like um, putting the old uh, lights up on the house and that ice school like, yeah, ice blinds them, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Goes to, like, just takes the stereo out, goes yeah. to the window, javelins. I still remember that bit. I was just like, as a kid, I was like, whoa, this <laughs> yeah. is so cool. But yeah. it's like oh. these vacation movies, just the, the physical gags land perfectly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every they are so well done, and they're not. They don't come across as over rehearsed. No. I don't know if it's the editing, but it just it just works so well. Like yeah. Jay said about the cat electrocuting itself while chewing on the wires. Yeah, and then they go yeah. and plug the lights in. But it's like any family would do that shit. You don't think to check if anybody's chewing on the wires before no, you plug it back in not again. At all. But it's just that sound effect that they use as well, that kind of whoosh yeah. as it just goes off yeah. and it fire, you know. And, so. and you got the, t- <laughs> is it like just the tree burns down so they go and cut one out from out, out yeah. front somewhere yeah, and bring it in, it's got a fucking squirrel in it. You know, that old man's wig is just on fire. and it's, Yeah. You know, but it's just like um, Chevy Chase's like face reactions where his eyes just go wide-eyed and yeah. it's like, oh shit, you know, kind of him and stuff like that you know it just it just adds to the to the funniness of it all it's, it's such a universal story as well the, the christmas breakdown of the host of christmas yeah yeah we've um, all seen it we've yeah. all been there we've all had that kind of moment <laughs> and he just cracks <laughs> and yeah. he just walks through the house with a chainsaw cutting shit up <laughs> and of course the film takes a um 
uh, goes up a notch when uh, Randy Quaid turns up. Oh, cousin Eddie. Yes, cousin Jesus Eddie. Yeah. Um, and it just goes to another level after that. With uh, obviously the, the the van that he comes in and he's like emptying his. Um, <laughs> he's emptying <laughs> his. Into in, the. Is it a cesspit? I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, all this, all this turd, um, down the down the drain with whatever else. I don't know what's mixed in with that, but um, and just um, you know the way he cons Clark out of like buying him himself yeah. and his, and his kids Christmas presents and um, uh, ju- and just, it's, just it's his, the joke where he puts that massive like. 50 kilogram bag of dog kibble on there as well <laughs> as if to say the dog's still getting fed and all like another film I've not watched in a long time it's always been quite high on my list I think, I it's, it's just, just where I, I don't make a point obviously like many sane people I won't watch Christmas films outside of Christmas so mm. It's like a once a year cycle, mm-hmm. and it's, only takes one year for you not to do it. And then I kind of, yeah. I find it then just doesn't get watched the consecutive years after that. Mm-hmm. So it's then just like you're talking five to ten years apart mm-hmm. each time I see it. So oh my god, I didn't watch this again now, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, again, do. it's it's one of my family favourites. Um, Nick doesn't really like the National Lampoon's films. Cause I think mm-hmm. she, I think she finds it that weird, cringy humour. She doesn't like that that cringiness where you just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's just something about it but she enjoys the Christmas vacation because it is just a clusterfuck full of <laughs> like just one gag after another isn't yeah, it universal seasonal fails that everyone does yeah even like the dinner yeah, <laughs> even like where where the um, one of the granddads is on the top bunk and he's got that smile on his face because he's staring up at a, a pastry oh, yeah. girl or whatever it's sort of <laughs> pinned to the ceiling uh, just it's just so good, and it it, it was really tough in a way because I kind of wanted to say Muppets Christmas Carol as well. I mean that's way up for me as well with Christmas mm-hmm. films, mm-hmm. Um, oh, and yeah. unfortunately, um, the, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen was a film that I grew up with, um, yeah. and I really enjoyed, uh, and even watching it with my kids as well. Um, and it it is still it still has to be one of my favourite Christmas films just mm-hmm. just for those uh, nostalgia mm-hmm. powers points for it but uh, National Lampoon's just tops yeah. tops them all. It's just it's just again the casting as well Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo it's mm-hmm. like that chemistry between those two and you got a young Juliette Lewis and you got an even younger Johnny Galecki in there as well. Oh God, he was wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Was, was he was it? like yeah. eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Or something Jeez. like that, playing one of the many versions of Rusty Griswold. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just. Yeah. I mean, we, even we always at, had it on. Even at the beginning of the film, you know, where he's driving to get their their family Christmas tree, and you know that he drives under the lorry and, and things like that. It's pretty cool. Um, but then, like, they they're going to find their their the perfect family Christmas tree, mm. and like, you know, Audrey's eyes are frozen solid yeah. and, <laughs> and then like they they finally find this perfect Christmas tree and it's like oh we haven't got anything to dig it up with I don't still to this day can't fathom how they managed to dig that tree out of the ground and go all the way back it, to that's what cut, makes it but, funny though yeah. <laughs> the fact that this middle class American family just kind of climbed this tree cut the yeah. top off of it yeah. dragged it a mile or so to their car from the park that mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you, do you think like the uh, maybe one of the other things that I always found they kind of overreacted? I think, and I know maybe they're trying to make a make it silly and over the top and everything, but I just don't know if that situation 
I don't know, like with the squirrel, like jumping out the tree as if it was some kind of like, I don't know, um, rabid, you know, wild See, animal I, that's going to eat them or something. I think because I, I'm an all round of animal lover. Like, and as long as it's not a spider, mm-hmm. it wouldn't yeah. bother the hell out of me. Yeah, because squirrels are cute as fuck. But, yeah, exactly. Right. I so mean, why would a whole family run away from them? Yes. I All mean, you've got to do is just... If it, sorry, if it was me and it was a squirrel in my house, I'd just be trying to shoot out the door, not, you know, yeah. <laughs> running you away just, like it was some kind of, like, wild you just beast. Carry, yeah, carry on what you're doing and leave, leave a door open and it'll find its way out. Mm-hmm. It's, fine, just, it's just a squirrel. Maybe they should have just chosen a different animal or, or something for that scene just to... I don't know. That, that would, that's the only thing, I guess, um, with the neighbours as well that I find a little bit. But I'm nitpicking my favourite Christmas film and I'm just going to shut up because... Um, I, I don't want to do that. Um, so we're just going to quickly, briefly go around each of us and just tell us what our worst Christmas film is. Is there a film that you roll your eyes at and like think, oh, God's sake, I ain't... Oh, no, 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 no. Is, is there a particular film for you too, Chris? Not weirdly, not particularly. You know, you've got some, like, real, like, clangers of Christmas movies, but I don't tend to watch them. Like, I always... Again, you say you grew up with the Santa Claus, and I mean, I was about what ten or eleven when that first one came out. But I don't know. Maybe it's because I've just grown up to not be a Tim Allen fan. That as I've gotten older, that film's just got not tarnished. But I don't know. The concept's great. Mm-hmm. You accidentally kill a Santa, or Santa dies near your where you are, and you take him on as the Santa, it's the Santa Claus it's a clever idea there's something with Tim Allen never lands with me properly mm, fair enough so would you say that's probably one of your worst no I think I don't know I, my mum made us watch Christmas with the Cranks one year <laughs> and that's on my notes and I'm just like I sat through it and I was just like this is really bad who thought that Jamie Lee Curtis and Tim Allen would make a good married couple on screen? It's just, I don't, it's just, I don't think I actually have a really bad movie that I've actually sat through deliberately and watched, apart from maybe some Disney crap that my nieces watch that are really cringy, but I think Deck the Hall, not Deck the Hall, sorry. Um, Christmas of Cranks, I think, has to be like, it's just a really bad Christmas movie no, that I've watched one. in the least last, yeah. last 20 years. Yeah. What about yourself, well, Rich? <laughs> For me, I mean, I'm kind of like Chris in the sense that films I've seen, I can't say I've really got a strong opinion um, about one I just cannot stand. So I'm going to choose a whole load of films that I've never seen because I know they're <laughs> shit. And that is every single fucking Hallmark Christmas film. <laughs> Christmas at the Plaza. I'm looking at this now. Christmas Miracle. Um, Christmas House. Uh, Christmas Under Wraps. Switched at Christmas. The Christmas Crush. Christmas Getaway. Journey Back to Christmas. Christmas oh Next Door. Five Star Christmas. Nine Lives of Christmas. Um, a Heavenly Christmas that has one of the women from Sex in the City in it. Uh, a Princess for Christmas starring Roger Moore. 
he's not even on the art. <laughs> he's probably he must have probably green screened him in the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just awful. A bride for Christmas. It's all this shit that's geared towards these like American housewives that love the royal family. They're just mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. nutters, and. I swear it's the same guy on every single DVD cover, <laughs> just playing a different yeah. character. It is the same man. It's just really bland actors like Simon Baker or um, that one guy from uh, Smallville. Or it's just yeah, it's just generic white guy meets generic white woman at Christmas. Mm-hmm. The movie, yeah. um, no, they're all awful. Yeah, awful. You're, you're, you're spot on, mate. It's, that's yeah. a, that's a great pick. All of them are just terrible shit films. And Channel Five pumps those out a lot, don't they? They usually show them. Yeah, a lot. it sounds like, like something Channel Five would show, isn't it? In October, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, the like worst the part Christmas, is, though, millions Christmas. of people watch. Yeah. Or, yeah, or like the Christmas Channel on Sky or something stupid like that. You know, but no, no great pick. Excuse yeah, me. I just uh, put myself out another <coughs> run while I. Uh... Oh, Vanessa Hudgens, what the hell are you doing in those films? <coughs> yeah. Such a promising career. That's um, a shame. All right. Well, my worst Christmas film, um, I don't know, it might be quite controversial for some people, but um, it's uh, Bad Santa. I've I don't think I've seen it all. Bits of that film. So. Me, sorry. Um, yeah, um, to pour my to pour my rum. Did I say that already? Sorry. Um, yeah, we we I'd heard quite a few good things about Bad Santa, and uh, I, I'd never seen it over a few years. And uh, me me and the wife we sat down one year to to see what the fuss was about. And I think we lasted about twenty minutes before we turned around to each other and said, "Yeah, this is shit. Um, let's oh, just got something else." So. I can't really think about what it actually was that that made us. I don't know. Like it was just. I don't know if it's because it was just too slow, or just the gags that they were pulling just didn't really hit with us. I think I think that must have been what it was. But yeah, Bad Santa was really bad for us. <laughs> so, um, and I I know it's got its fans, and a lot of people like this film, and a lot of people like this film enough for it to get a sequel. Um, but yeah, just for us, Bad Santa was not the one. Um, but I think we've got a little bit of time quickly. Um, I don't really want to talk about too much about it, really. But um, like, I just want to know what like our Chris- favourite Christmas song is bef- before we look into the TV guide of '95. And um, I'm quite intrigued to know, uh, Rich, what what you mm. know, what, what's that one Christmas song that you, that gets played, and you're like, oh yeah, this this is the one. This you know, gets you going, gets you into the Christmas mood. What, what, what is that one? I always found for me growing up, it's one of the ones I first heard. I think it was probably like Friday night, like Top of the Pops 2. Um, when they used to play all the old stuff. Um, and that was, or continues to be, um, Wizard. I wish I oh, could you be Christmas every day. <laughs> that's, that's on my goddamn list. Oh, it's sakes. just a banger. I've yeah. never... I've How been, is that even possible? I don't know. I love that song so much. It's <laughs> <all, this> <laughs> an anthem. It's an anthem. Like, it's um, you right here. Best Christmas song, <laughs> Wizard Christmas every. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you're gonna have to choose another one now, mate. I just, I was never, I was oh. never like Team Slade. I always like Wizard. I never mm. gave a shit about Roddy and um, Noddy Roddy Holder, <laughs> Noddy Holder, uh, <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Holder. There you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, just a, it's a tune. Yeah, it's a tune. It's I, a tune. I, 
yeah. it's always been my soundtrack to Christmas. It's the kind of thing you expect to see in the final yeah. compilation of videos on You've Been Framed. Yeah. yeah. And it just plays, and it, it's just like a quick cut. Yeah, it's just, ah, oh, love us. See, it's so great. I, I chose it for kind of the same reasons, but different, because, like, I think it's the first Christmas video I remember as a kid watching, mm-hmm. and I looked at... I can't, they always play that Top of the Pops thing, where they're wearing... They're wearing like Santa outfits, and they've got mm-hmm. decorations on the set. And you look at you look at them, and you think to yourself, "We had the exact same shit at home when I was a kid." Yeah, yeah. It's that it's that feeling that I get from watching that video. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it just relates because my mum used to have all those decorations, and my yeah. my uncle Clive was a big Wizard and Slade fan, or is hey. sorry, I should say, still here, but. <laughs> And um, Wizard was always on in the in his car when we used to go out. We used to take us places and stuff. So that was really odd. Work, Richie. Mm. You should uh, have that too. Yeah. Um, no, it's um, well. I mean, it, it is one of the most popular Christmas songs, isn't it? And um, it obviously resonates. It just flows. It yeah, just it, it resonates with me as well because mm. um, it was it was part of one of the songs that were played all the time at Christmas time when I was um, a, a child growing up. So. Whenever I hear it, it completely transports me right mm. back to to those times, um, as well as it being a, just a complete banger. So yeah, I do have an honourable mention on my list for yeah, the darkness then. Christmas time. Oh, interesting! I didn't expect to hear the darkness because come up. Uh, I don't let like the bells end. Oh, that yeah, so when that came out, when was that? Two thousand, two thousand and one. Oh, was later than that. Probably no, it wasn't later than that. Was it two thousand and five? No, because Rich, we were in sixth form when that came out, which is between 2000 and 2004. I'm sure that came out when I was working at the Disney store, and that was like 2005, uh, something like that. 2003. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So it okay. was, so, wow. yeah. Because I remember, I, my brain's like a hard drive. I remember us talking about the darkness's <laughs> new Christmas who's, song, Rich. Whose hard drive, Chris? Whose hard drive? <laughs> Mine. <laughs> and uh, it's just, I remember talking about it with you guys in sixth form and it was just like they perfectly encapsulated what it sounded like a modern day Christmas extravaganza of a song that sounded just as timeless as the 70s and the 80s ones but is also so relevant and new at the same time it was just like I don't know it's it's just brilliant every time it comes on the radio that volume goes up it's just a bit that gives me chills when he goes, come on, kids. Yeah, like, oh, when the kids God, start singing. Yeah. So, the way he does the come on, kids, <laughs> it's so classic. It feels, it evokes that so perfectly. Um, and it's a plan, the words of the word bellend as well, which I think is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, which yeah, there just, are many of in this world. <laughs> can't lose. You can't lose. So. Nice. Well, that's great. I will chuck one quick honourable mention, actually, kind okay. of semi-ironically, but X-17, stay another day. Bang. Oh. I never put go. it down as an E17 guy. You've got that oh. on your your favourite Christmas songs. Yeah, honourable mention. I can't yeah. like it, it's alright. Is it, is I've got see, it on my worst, but... <laughs> Fair enough. You um, see, like, those kind of songs, they're just Christmas songs because they came out at Christmas time, even though they're not really... Have they really got anything to do with Christmas? It's not like the bell thing. Ding, ding, ding. It's little bell sounds and stuff, yeah. so... And then some really dodgy rear projection stars yeah. in that video. <laughs> Christ, when that comes out on, t- on YouTube, you just look at it, you're like... Fucking hell! Like <laughs> they paid, they paid people six-figure sums per hour. <laughs> it's just nasty and cheap and horrible. I'm just glad we live in a post-X Factor uh, age now because that used to make me angry. Mm-hmm. You know, like Christmas number one used to always be a thing, yeah. and then it was like they just came and ruined it. Yeah, they like, did okay, ruin it's, it. it's predetermined now. We know mm. what's going to be a year in advance, yeah. and it'll be some shit cover 
buy yeah. some shit singer that yeah. will last for three months and that'll be it. Yeah. But and then Rage Against the Machine came yes. <laughs> Oh, I still remember. That was amazing, wasn't it? That's like a JFK moment. Where were you when they announced it on the radio yeah. that it was Christmas <laughs> number one? I was like, oh, I remember where I was. I was over the moon. So, anyway. And I'm like, I'm sure even the band were like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah what the fuck's going on <laughs> here? What is going on? Well, we've got a Christmas number one. What are you so talking awesome. about? Awesome. That was brilliant. Yeah. Um, well, my, I tell you, my... Um, favorite Christmas song used to be uh, The Pogues, yeah, uh, Fairy Tale of New York, and uh, and it's still up there for me with one of my favorite Christmas songs. But I think as I'm getting older, I'm starting to enjoy the older songs a little bit more, you know. Um, and I was listening to Christmas songs only you know a few days ago, and um, you know, Nat King Cole came on with, with the Christmas song. And I'm like, do you know what? This is really good. I mean, I always thought it was good, but it's like, well, this is, what is going on with me? You know, I'm, I'm having a midlife crisis here. Like, am, am I am I saying that this song is now one of my favourite Christmas songs ever? You know, and it's a banging Christmas song. And like, if he was to just sit down and just listen to the words that he's singing, and like, it just seems to bring off a, an atmosphere of Christmas. For me, uh, to me anyway, I don't know. If, I don't know if this is the brum talking or what. I've no idea. So, but um, go home, Jason. You're drunk. Oh shit! I'm already home. <laughs> um, but no, um, I don't know. There was just something about it that just really brought it up. And like, when I was thinking about my favourite Christmas songs um, to, to, to say on the show, I just I just felt like I wanted to say this song. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say like the Christmas song from Nat King Cole. And that's okay. something I thought I would never say, especially after Chris has just, you know, said the darkness, and here I am with Nat King Yeah, Cole. but you but like you what go. you like. Don't justify it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you need to like what you like and crack... crack screw the, the rest. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, Pogues, close second for me, I guess, as it used to be my favourite, and... Uh, I'm just going to say Slade for a third because, you know, they're, yes. they're worthy of a mention. I guess we're going to chuck Mariah in her as well. So. Oh, oh, she's oh, on my God, worst. <laughs> e17 and Mariah Carey are both on my worst list. Well, she, right she's there. an absolute mentalist, but, you know, sure. she's a. Yeah. Well, that's, a that's a tune, man. I, I, clearly, me and Chris have different tastes. Mine are it's, it's not correct. so much like worst songs. <laughs> I think it's more of a case of they're so way overplayed and you hear them in every. Oh, yeah every shop or every office you go into or every time you turn a bloody radio on Mariah Carey at E17 you're like Jesus Christ please make it stop yeah just <laughs> yes. like I'm sorry but it's it's great and all it's like like Celine Dion's song from Titanic yeah the lyrics were great they, they made sense but just stop fucking playing it for Christ's sake <laughs> alright um, guys um, Chris could you just throw another log on the fire mate it's just, it's just going down a little bit I'm getting a bit cold yep just a second Excuse me. And the logs on. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, no, that's 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 nice. It's a bit toastier. Thanks, man. Um, so um, yeah, I've got another Christmas cracker joke. Do you want do you want to hear one before we move on? To uh, yeah, do, yeah. Do your worst. Yeah. Okay. Um, what happened to the guy who stole an advent calendar? Oh, I feel like I know this one. Um, his days were numbered. Mm, that's a good one, mate. But it's not the answer that, I've got that, on that here. That wasn't wrong. That's no, it's not the <laughs> yeah. one I've got on my screen, unfortunately. How, so. um, how left field is the answer to this? I, I, I wouldn't say it's that left field. 
Um, right, because the guy stole an advent calendar. Like, is it a survival joke? <laughs> no. Because there's a joke similar to that where, like... <laughs> I won't go into it, it's too long-winded. But Okay. Uh, is it a chocolate advent calendar or a cheap, nasty paper one? Chris, you're thinking about it too much, mate. It's an advent calendar and he stole it. What, what did he get? I don't know. No? No. He got 25 days. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you, your brain's just like what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so bad, so bad, so bad. All right, look, we need to look through the uh, the, the 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 Christmas TV guide of 1995, now. And um, where should we start? BBC. Yeah, it was a going numerical array. Yeah, okay then. BBC. So we're looking at Christmas Eve, um, which was a Sunday. It was Sunday the twenty fourth, obviously Christmas Eve. Did did anyone else just used to think? I don't know. Like I have this stupid memory in my head of like when I was five or six, and I always I know used to think say. the twenty fourth was Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh, okay, not that. Right. Uh, what was I going to say, Rich? I just always found it funny in my brain. You know, to me, I always feel like Christmas Eve and like Christmas Day, Christmas Day especially. I always feel like it must be on a weekend. Yeah. So oh, when okay. you say you're at your parents, it's Christmas, and it's always oh, nice, and it's like, oh, it's fucking Tuesday. So yeah. It just cuts it. It's like oh. yeah. screws <laughs> everyone up for a few days before they reset at New Year's. It's like Thursday <laughs> afternoon. It's like oh. Well, Easter Easter always falls on a, on a weekend, so why yeah, can't Christmas? True, yeah. I don't understand exactly. it. Know, yeah. And Christmas is a human construct. To uh, let's not go into that. No, no, we're not here for any of that stuff. We're here. No, I never had the whole Christmas day as on twenty fourth because I clearly was a normal kid. Nothing normal about me, mate. Nothing normal. Because I was a normal kid. <laughs> Anyway, BBC One, 7.30am, get started, underway with the Pink Panther from 1964, the old classic with Peter Sellers. Um, is that a worthy start to the day, do you think? Are the, are the kids watching that? I wouldn't Please. have thought so, would you? Would you watching the Pink Panther at past seven on BBC One? No. No, no. I mean, I no. always remember, wait, like, on holidays when you wake up late in the morning and it's just like, oh, it's the end of a really old movie, like Black and White or some shit. But mm. never would I wake up and go, oh, do you know what? I'm going to go and watch a 30-year-old film. <laughs> <laughs> I do have I do have memories of, like, Christmas morning. Oh, because we're on Christmas Eve, aren't we? Yeah, forget me, I'm skipping ahead. I'm getting excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, all right. Um, but on BBC Two at half past seven was Children's BBC Williams Wish Wellingtons. Okay. Any other, that ring a bell? I'm assuming the Wellingtons are Grant Wishes. I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Williams mm. Wish Wellingtons. Everyone okay. remembers that. Kind oh, of sounds okay. familiar. Uh, red, red boots. Yes. Mm. Which, which was followed um, quite briefly by the Foxy Christmas Story. <laughs> That's a bit early for a know, content right? like that, isn't it? <laughs> Seven thirty-five AM on BBC Two. Foxy Christmas Story. Sure, with, with Samantha Fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Doctor Fox. <laughs> Before he ended up in court. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. I didn't say what's for. No, the best no, part no. of this list. The, the best part of this listing is the way this is laid out. I know what he's going to say next. 
do you? What am I going to say the next? Fo- the Foxy Christmas Story, followed by... <laughs> on BBC One. Ah, OK. <laughs> the Promise of His Glory. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm brilliant. going to hell. <laughs> yeah. But looking... I don't know. You can see, see the start to the BBC showings. And um, oh, <clears throat> is there anything in the morning listings that would, you know, go, oh you know, like, make no. you want to sit down no. and watch any <laughs> no. of this. I mean, I mean you've maybe got... Maybe animal, and maybe Animals of Father would, because it was kind no. of, like, soft-core watership now. Maybe, down. yeah. Like a bit of blood, a bit of blood, but not much. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know, even, even would that, like, drag you away from, I don't know, whatever else is... Yeah. I don't know. I think the BBC show in, in the morning of Christmas Eve was just that little bit weak. Jack and Nori, read by Rick Mail, 8.45 and BBC. Oh, Tales. I remember. That's George's Marvellous Medicine, isn't it? Uh, this was Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, what was that? Because fa- Rick Mail did a famous one of George's Marvellous Medicine at one point. Oh, shit, no, this one's read by him and Aid Edmonds. No, Aid, Aid Mitchell, I thought I was going to say Aid Edmondson then. I was like, that's not you know, <laughs> that's like, amazing. You know, you're like, shit, Happy I didn't know Christmas. that. I didn't know that existed. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm going on YouTube for 10 minutes. See you later. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think BBC Two have got the better better showings going on for Christmas Surprising. Eve. I think across the day or just the uh, morning? just just for the morning. You know, I mean, I know Blue Peter, Grange Hill, Queen's um, Nose, the Queen's Nose. Yeah, hell yeah, um, dude. Star Trek, even. Um, yeah, I saw that earlier. <laughs> like the Conscious of the King is like a random first season episode to like put on. Yeah. Why put that on? <laughs> yeah. It's at eleven forty a.m. It's not like it's just like. Oh yeah, just uh, let's have a random episode of Star Trek on BBC Two. Yeah, why okay. Not? I mean, they, okay. they always had like forty um, minutes to kill, and oh, it was like, yeah. what should we put on there? I mean, yes. Yeah, so, oh my god, the ozone. Jesus. Oh my god, Bitsa was on as well. Eight thirty. Yeah, I used to, I used to love that because <laughs> I, I was always into craft and building like model kits and stuff as a little kid, and then Bitsa was great because it basically showed you you can make more junk out of junk you already had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but oh. randomly at like half past twelve lunchtime, it was Fantasy Football League on BBC Two. I mean, yeah. that must have been a cut down version. I'm, I'd imagine so. Yeah, I mean, it's only half an hour long, so yeah, it must be. So that was followed by a show that's loved by uh, Bleach enthusiasts, Dreaming <laughs> of Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gary Lineker <laughs> looks at the footballing success of European champions Ajax, Ajax <laughs> FC of Amsterdam with comment by Paul Gascoigne, Kevin Keegan and Johan Cruff and Dennis Bergkamp. Whoa. It's the most 90s football show ever. <laughs> yeah. Big time, yeah. And I believe they're all still alive, aren't they, guys? Yeah, I think they are, actually, yeah. Well, well, yeah Paul Gascoigne's kind of, to quote the Princess Bride, <laughs> yeah. he's mostly dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Someone that is fully dead is uh, two point four yeah. children, and there's uh, oh god, yeah, Gary Oles. It just looked. To, I looked to the left. I looked to the left and drew the Ajax, oh my and there it was. God. <laughs> I was like, Sorry, okay. and that was really, that was quite sad. He died quite early, didn't he? Bless he did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like literally, as the show was just coming along, it was just like, oh fuck, all right. Speaking of all dead, uh, above that, seven fifteen, BBC One, last of the summer. Last of the do you know, I don't know, Peter Salis hung in for a good few years. Do you know, I used to watch that show and I think, how are these people still going? I'm sure they were exactly the same ten years ago when I watched this. It was like Jackass, but Jackass really, wasn't it? Just yeah. 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 
killing themselves. Like. And now weird. And now weirdly, the guys doing Jackass are just like nearing the age that some of the people were in Last of Summer Wine when oh, we were watching it as kids. Oh my god! Like That's Johnny Knoxville put up on was it Twitter or the Instagram like a year ago when they started filming the, the recent Jackass film. It's like just a reminder, guys. <laughs> The guys you watch from Jackass are now in their fifties. Oh, <laughs> um, we can't do this. We can't do this kind of stuff no. without really hurting ourselves. Yeah. I, lo- I love how you've connected Last of the Summer Wide to Jackass. It's amazing. But it's it. just it, like you look at them and you think to yourself, <laughs> yeah. like I, I'm confident. <laughs> <Jackass. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but you think to yourself, like so there was that famous meme, wasn't there? Whereas, like, uh, the guy from... Was it... Was it... Perhaps she's not included or Cocoon. There was this famous actor, really big, with a big, like, walrus moustache. And he was, like, 52 or 53. Oh, and so the, I was oh like, what's his face? Um, the, the I can't diabetes, remember the guy's name. The, the Is it something... Wilfred, Wilfred Brimley. Brimley, that's it. Wilfred <laughs> yeah. Brimley. And it diabetes, said, believe or not, that, yeah, like, Paul Rudd is Wilfred Brimley's age now than oh, he was. In, and he like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same with Last of Summer Wine. My brain went there. It was just like, they're all in their 50s playing pensioners. <laughs> yeah. It's just mental. Oh. Oh. Mental, mental, mental. But I think you've you've hit on and like two point four children afterwards. I mean, and that that was the Christmas Eve for BBC. I don't think there was really much anything else going on on BBC One that would have really piqued my interest. Um, you got Noel's Christmas Pass. You mm, raised the archives of the BBC. Hopefully, no. you avoided the seventies. Yeah, just left hopefully. That in touch. <laughs> you know, yeah. And that, Natasha. <laughs> the afternoon film was ET. You know, so. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, oh. the, the afternoon film of BBC One was ET, so that's just a, a, a mm. you know, um, you're it's safe. safe. It's a safe one, but yeah, again in the evening, I think BBC Two just slightly had it, uh, had the better, had the better showings. You know, yes. they had um, for you, Rich, at half past five, Space Pre- yeah. Precinct. I love that oh, yeah. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, I know, right, half past five. Um, oh yeah, I was watching that guarantee it. Yeah, uh, follow, followed uh, afterwards by Wallace and Gromit in a close shave. I, I've been waiting you know. for this to come up. I was there at 6.15. Yeah, I'm sure you were. I Video, I plus, video yeah, plus numbers was, plugged in and everything, mate. But. It was oh. coming out. It was brand new. It had been on all the papers and all the magazines. And I was just like, I've been watching this for 15 minutes of my life. <laughs> and <laughs> I did. Tough. I put my family through like 15, 20 minutes of hell watching it. Because I, I ruined Wallace and Gromit for my family, I believe, when I was a kid. So. <laughs> And um, yeah, I loved every minute of it. It's yeah. just, it was beautiful because I was at that perfect age where I appreciated how it was made rather than the final product as well. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. you watch a close shave and you watch it next to the wrong trousers. So they're only separated by about four or five years. They look like it's 20 I years think, apart. <laughs> yeah, wrong trousers I think was 89, 90. Was then that old? That yeah. was, wasn't it? Yeah. That's insane. No, because we, we covered the wrong trousers in one of our episodes. I think it was an early one, 90... It must have been like 92 90, something or something like, like that. Because each, each 20 minute Aardman movie takes approximately about three to four years to complete. And that's without post-production. 93? Yeah. Oh, 93 it was. God, it's almost yeah. 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I remember watching this and the animation was so smooth. Mm-hmm. And it was just so well done, and everything was so detailed. It was just like, wow, this is like, I want to live in this world. It's it was great. It was like the pinnacle, wasn't it, of what you could do with like stop motion animation with plasticine. Yeah. yeah, and I believe it was the first 
not fully re not fully replacing plasticine with uh, silicon sleeve puppets, which is now what they use even in uh, Leica studios. They use uh, silicon sleeve puppets where they even emulate the fingerprints and nail marks in the silicon. So when they're animating it, it gives that illusion that they're being touched and manipulated by human hands. Mm -hmm. And it's all artificial. And I think that a close shave was the first one to do that experiment and say, let's do these certain things with, with silicon rather than plastic. But yeah, great. I remember what I've still, I think I've still got a VHS in the loft somewhere. Nice. Beautiful. Nothing to play on. It's still in a box with yeah. stuff, I think. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, it's such a good... I mean, the whole Wallace and Gromit series is amazing, and I wish it would come back. Um, even the film, the Werewolf mm -hmm. film, was um, well, um, was entertaining. So They're doing... Uh, is it furniture adverts? Oh, yeah. DFS or something. That's so sad. Without Peter Salis nice. sound alike. Yeah, but that's not what we want to see from Wallace and Gromit, you know. That we see. No. Um, I mean, and and I guess it, it kind of shows how strong these films were for like for like years to come. Like where these kind of shows moved to BBC One on Christmas mm. Day instead of being on BBC Two yeah. on Christmas Eve. But yeah, um, true. Actually, yeah, the point. Yeah, that's the point. It's on BBC Two. That's kind of just really dawned on me. Yeah. Yeah. Holy um, crap. You know, and they were such such strong stories and. Mm -hmm. Everything about Wallace and Gromit were amazing, and to see them advertising DFS, DFS, DFS yeah, is just yeah. It is, it's it is one of those things sad. when you when you get in when you watch these little they're kind of they're short films basically short animated films but you get an insight into the way these people's brains work who write and animate and design these films because you got the wrong trousers is literally a guy gets the wrong trousers. They're NASA off, you know, they're like developed for NASA and they go wrong. And this <laughs> this bank robbing penguin learns how to use his trousers. It's mad. It was, a chicken, quite, it was a chicken we're talking about. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. sorry, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, it's you! It's <laughs> 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 like, hasn't recognised him until he takes the glove off. There was no penguin <laughs> in that film. Yeah, no penguin. Um, <laughs> but, and, uh, <laughs> and a close shave is. It has more in common DNA wise with something like Hot Fuzz than it does mm. anything that came mm. before it. Yeah. Because yeah, it yeah. took a genre and spun it. Yeah. And was like, <laughs> let's have these people who clean windows, but they invent all this shit. And it's just like, it's just a, like a body, buddy cop movie. And it's just done so. And the, the Lee falls in love, and you've got the robot dog versus the real dog. And it's just. It just works so well, and it's got the same brand of British humour that is misunderstood around the world. Yeah, <laughs> it just works so well. Um, but I don't know if any of you were Mrs. Merton fans back in the day at all. Mm, yeah, not really. I think no. my mum used to watch it now and again. Yeah, yeah so she was on at eight forty-five PM on BBC Two. Oh, Gary Rhodes was a guest. Yeah, oh, Gary Rhodes. Yeah, uh, Mike and Elma Baldwin from Coronation Street, Johnny Briggs, and. Amanda Barry and Euro MP. That's <laughs> <laughs> kidding. <laughs> yeah, sex. Pretty, pretty random. Um, and then I think the last thing that on here I'd see that maybe I'd take my fancy is, of course, Bottom. Hell yeah. yes. Where yeah. um, we've the got. The best Christmas special of all time. I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying it now. Where we've got Richie's uh, cooking and Eddie is decorating. <laughs> What could go wrong? Best line in that. I love oh God. 
I love that. Amazing. Oh, what other gift have we got in here, Eddie? Another Brussels sprout. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Why have we got Brussels sprouts, Richie? Because it's Christmas. <laughs> So, so if this is if this is the nativity and and you're the, the wise man and you're Joseph, that makes me uh, <laughs> it turns on him that he's it turns on him that he's the virgin with the towel on his head. <laughs> it's so so brilliant. Remember, anytime you play sh- oh. charades, it's always Goldfinger, right? That's yeah. always the answer. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter what it is, Goldfinger. Um, moving over to TV then, and on oh, Christmas messy. Christmas Eve, we um, I don't know Bigfoot. The 1987 Bigfoot film is on at 9:25 a.m. I mean, are we watching this? I don't think so, are we? This is definitely... What region what are we? Do, is it LWT or Granada? Oh, or we're going LWT. Oh, I hated all this stuff back in the day. It's all fucking... I'm, still, I'm looking, still looking at Christmas Day on BBC One here. Oh, yeah. Oh. We'll, we'll do Christmas Day in a minute. We we'll just need to look at Christmas Eve first. All right, I'm on Christmas, I'm on Christmas Eve on ITV. London Day Weekend excited. Television. Yeah, LWT. Let's look at LWT. Let's, let's not worry about Carlton or... Uh, what was the other ones? I can't remember... Granada was it Meridian at this time? I don't know. Oh, maybe Meridian I don't know. was. I suppose the only good thing about when they had the different regions was like it. It was quite exciting when you went away and you went to a different oh, region. Dude. Oh, dude! Oh, about like yeah. Somerset. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, look! The yeah, news. The news looks different. <laughs> yeah. like different look at the weather. We did that. The when, weather's in my, a different yeah. part of the country. When my yeah. my mum's family they lived in uh, Blackheath in London, then they moved to Bristol, and when they moved to Bristol, it was like some going to some like tropical place it's like <laughs> everything looks different like writing. you said <laughs> yeah different different news readers yeah, like different, different graphics even different idents for certain shows oh, and you're like what the hell is yeah. like, BBC oh, Bristol and you're like oh my god we're in Bristol BBC Bristol and then you're like oh shit it's just normal BBC just from a different <laughs> <Yeah>. logo <laughs> oh look there's an advert for a furniture shop in a Bristol town instead of like wherever Oh, they, they all had they all had movies, games, and videos on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> every single one. <laughs> Steve Priestley. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, are we are we watching Bigfoot, um, the 1987 film at 9:25 a.m.? That doesn't ring with a bell this? with me. Part one. Part no, one premiere. Apparently, the Bigfoot you're thinking of with John Lithgow. That's uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons, probably. Yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's fuck this one off then. Yeah. yeah Rich, this isn't that one that was on Mystery Science Theatre, was? Is it? It could be. I Bigfoot so. in the Pacific Northwest, and there's like tigers <laughs> and monkeys in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I remember. And this kid actually goes, calls him literally Bigfoot, as if Bigfoot's going to know he's a Bigfoot called Bigfoot. It's like, this, was this in the Netflix season? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on the recent. Um, okay. Oh, jeez, I have to watch that now. <laughs> and yeah, it was on the recent. I'm seeing this now. Uh, one. While Chris is looking for that, I see in ten past one. That is the most Holiday, 90s Hollywood, television thing. Hollywood greatest stunts. Oh, dude, I, lo- I love that stuff. I used to, I used to love that when he used to bring up like you know Indiana Jones stunts and stuff like that. Like, oh yes, and stunts go bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't seen the world's strongest man yet because that's always a standard, isn't it, on a Christmas listing? But oh, Jeff, was it? No, Jeff Capes. He was, he was, was he? A, was Jeff Capes a strong man or was he an athlete? I remember. No idea. Can't remember. But I think ITV winning slightly over BBC One um, with I don't afternoon. think it was uh, that crappy film from 
Mystery Science Theatre because it's a Disney okay. film. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's a Disney made for TV. A family goes uh, to the mountains for a few days and they meet Bigfoot. Well, wow. imagine part two must be on Christmas. That's day. a yeah, it must be. It's literally got no one in it that I recognise. It never aired. One <laughs> of those terrible uh, straight to VHS sequel things that yeah. weren't worth uh, your time. Although there's a family of Bigfoot or Big Feet or whatever you call the plural of Bigfoot. Answers on a postcard. What do you call the plural of Bigfoot? There you go. Yet- Yetis, Sasquatches, Sasquatch Eye. I don't know. No, any of those. Uh, it does look really cheap and disgustingly nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why it was um, on at 9.25am in the morning. I'm having Star Wars holiday special flashbacks. Oh, God. There's this picture of this family of Bigfoot holding these, like, really, these two kids, and it's just, like, scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm up, I'm up. Oh, dear me. <laughs> I need to watch that shit. I'm still having flashbacks of that bloody thing I saw online once. It was um, Harry <laughs> Henson's poster, but someone photoshopped Ron Perlman oh, in place of Harry. <laughs> yeah. just, like, just like John Lithgow with his arm around Ron Perlman. That was probably... He just had a haircut. That was literally oh, different. That's got to have been like something awful's Photoshop Friday, surely. <laughs> Oh, the, oh the, that, this film looks so bad. It needs to be watched. We should do like a a bad movie review. Uh, mm, sounds good to me. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. Anyway. Uh, ITV, I think I've read slightly over BBC One anyway. But the Sword of the Stone, oh, ten past two in the it's afternoon, and I love Sword in the Stone. It's one of my favourite Disney films, and uh, I would. I would have thought I'd definitely be there for that one, um, and maybe if my if Dad was was ready to watch a, a James Bond film, I'd probably sit down and watch The Spy Who Loved Me as well. Nobody does it. Stop getting Bond wrong. I love that you got properly ta- uh, told off there, Rich. <laughs> Stop getting Bond wrong. I was Alan Partridge. You're not Alan Partridge yeah. fan, Jason. No, I'm not an Alan Partridge fan. So. Um, there's, a, there's an image in the group chat, guys, and it's the most scariest thing you've ever seen. Oh, have I got another image to tweet the listeners, have I? <laughs> well, that is pretty scary. Is that from that film? <laughs> That's from oh that Disney movie. God, really? The part one Disney movie. Jesus Christ. And yet you compare it to historic <laughs> images. It's got a wall. It's watermarked with historic <laughs> images on it. Are they serious? And yet you got like that beautiful puppet work by is it Jim Henson who did uh Harriet Henson's, wasn't it? Oh my god. <laughs> you got that which looks like some bastardized version of like Planet of the Apes meets Twilight <laughs> yeah. Zone. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm having nightmares now tonight. Thanks for that. Um Christmas Heartbeat at seven fifteen PM. Are we were we a heartbeat fan? God, no. Um, no. My mum watched it. That's about as far as yeah. I go. My mum and dad used to watch it, and I used to just watch it just because that meant I stayed up later. Um, annoyed the hell out of me, that show. <laughs> did it? Constantly, just from beginning to end of episode, was just 60s songs, 60s songs, yep. 60s songs. Like, we, we get it, okay? We yeah. get it. Like, just <laughs> awful decade. 
Thoroughly. It still yeah. formed one of the best jokes I've ever heard in modern television. Go for it. Did you guys ever watch Yonderland? It was done by I'm... the same guys who did Horrible Histories. No, the same. I know of it, no. but I never watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the guys who did Horrible Histories went off on their own and did this thing for, uh, I can't remember what, was it Sky? They, Sky said, Leo, look, you know, you've all been essentially sacked from Horrible Histories. Come and do this new show. You'll write it, produce it, act in it. And they had all multiple characters. And there's this one where it's basically a fantasy show where they get zapped into some mythical elf land thing. And this survival guy says, Forage these and eat these. And he says, He takes one, so what are these? And he says, They're Nick Berries. They're good for your heartbeat. Oh, God. Oh, I. (laughs) Right? It is the most cringiest joke. But the, <laughs> the way it was delivered it was just <laughs> fucking That's brilliant. Fantastic. It was just a casual way. So, like, oh, these are Nick Berries. They're good for your heartbeat. And he's standing one. <laughs> I lost my shit. Uh, amazing. That was the same show where uh, a high security prison was called uh, Max Security Prison Brygraves. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, you just like uh, the most obscure shit you can think of. That's pretty obscure. <laughs> um, I think the only other thing on ITV on Christmas Eve I'd probably be watching is You've Been Framed Christmas Special at 8.15pm. Well, this has still been, been Beatle, wouldn't it? I it would have been, yeah. Would have thought so. wasn't the, uh, the glory days of Lisa Riley. <laughs> yeah, that was the early 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, that's what I'm saying. It was before yeah. that. Yeah. I've got a Beatle. Oh, then wasn't man. it wasn't it Harry Hill after her, and then they went full on like automated like CG intros and stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was just literally yeah. So yeah, this I is will back say in the good old days. Honorable mention to uh, the rather vague six fifteen Michael Ball. That's it. Yes, this is Michael Ball. But, yeah, so it was just an image of his face on the screen for thirty minutes. I don't know. Right? <laughs> here, here he is. <laughs> like, no questions, please. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just, uh, and he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's about it, really. Um, Taggart at eight forty-five p.m. Taggart, but, you Jesus know. Christ, Taggart. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Uh, and that's it. Um, a quick look on Channel Four on Christmas Eve. Uh, this is. If you guys ever did, you guys ever like tune into TV like at like three a.m. in the morning and find oh, yeah, like yeah. real gems yeah. of films and TV. I think we've I'm spoken about like, it before. Cybernet and uh, f- yeah. free screen on ITV. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or you find like a really obscure episode of The Twilight Zone and you think to yourself, of course. And I've just seen a film called The Elm Chanted Forest. And I'm mm. like, I, yeah, I just thought that, yeah. You know, you look at something like, is that worth a look for some pulpy kind of fantasy? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it might be. I'll leave you to Google that while we look at Channel 4 quickly. For Christmas Eve, and um, the first thing that jumps to my attention is that for a whole five minutes at 9:25 a.m., it's the big breakfast. Philip Schofield arrives. I don't know what that was all about. He arrives, are they? Philip <laughs> yeah. Schofield arrives. Yeah, I didn't even know Philip Schofield did anything with the big breakfast, but I didn't know either. Apparently, he did something. He just arrives. Yeah, and then we have like a whole um, another five-minute show called The Crunch. And then uh, a 10 minute show at 9.35 a.m. <laughs> so actor weird. Billy Crystal talks about his Christmas. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, and then we have the crunch again in between um, because at 10 a.m. is an interview with Cliff Richard. 
Not a police interview, right? Just a no, not <laughs> this episode. No. <laughs> 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 Neil Sedaka sings a carol, and I ten twenty five just one, just carol. one, <laughs> just no, one. Fuck, fuck off, Neil. <laughs> you, you've done your bit. <laughs> but then we we go into proper Channel Four mode, um, and we have like the adventures of Huckleberry Finn and. Wait a minute, was Carmen San Diego going on way back in the mid nineties as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was almost like Sunday mornings when it were like. Shark I didn't know it was like yeah. Like I didn't know it was that far back. Sorry, you have memories of random stuff, and I just looked and like, no, I can't. Mm. Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, um, yeah. Proper Channel Four mode. Little House on the Prairie. The nineteen forty seven Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. The Mousehole Cat. The Adventures of Mole. How the was Hollyoaks on in ninety five? My God, yeah. how long? We, oh my we, God. Then we hit Holly Hollyoaks. Um, Father Christmas at 7pm. Oh, they've subjected people to an hour of Tony Curtis and Roger Moore. Yep. Persuaded. <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you, know, you look at something, you're like, why put that on? Just, why? Um, 8.45pm is the film Move Over Darling from 1963, featuring Doris Day and James Garner. Um, 10, 10.45, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I did that uh, joke, sorry. <laughs> And uh, I guess that I've, uh, probably the best show on all day is at 11.40pm with Whose Line Is It Anyway. I used to love that show. It was awesome. That was great. Yeah. Clive, it was... Clive Anderson hosting. I was getting mixed up. Yeah, Clive Anderson I always found a bit smarmy, but the Drew Carey hosted one in America I think is just better. Mm-hmm. And when they when the UK version started bringing over Ron Stiles and Colin Mochrae yes. over to this country to do... Yep. That I was just like, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were the best. You ones, guys they? can just <laughs> cow crack on. Yeah, they always used to just marvel me how they used to be able to act these things out so well that you could just mm-hmm. and so quick as well. You could actually see yeah. it in real time when they'd call them over and yeah. they'd just straight out. I know if it was me, I'd be there half an hour later, still going, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, watching me try and do charades, it's a painful experience. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, and that, yeah, that's that's it really. Channel Four. I think we were going to do Boxing Day as well, weren't we? But I think we might we might have to skip Boxing Day. Do you think? Yeah, it's yeah. And we'll just do Christmas Day, and then uh, Boxing Day always made me kind of sad. I'm not going to lie. Like yeah. it was the excitement to build up of Christmas Eve, and then boom. Boxing yeah. Day was always like, oh, oh. Yeah, you've got hanging on to the last bits of cr- the Christmas holiday. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it was like shitty Christmas Day, really. So. Okay, so uh, moving over to uh, Christmas Day. Now, the first thing question that comes to my head when I think about Christmas Day TV is like, who the hell is watching children's TV shows on Christmas Day morning? I think sometimes People it's would... nice in the background, like yeah. super young kids. I mean, it's kind of weird. When I was younger, like this is kind of where I was going earlier when I got ahead of myself. I think sometimes when I used to be quite restless, I used to get up and just sort of sit downstairs in the living room while the presents were there. Mm. And I'd have like the cartoons on because my, my parents hadn't got up yet. My mum was making cups of tea, and I was like, mm. "Get out!" God, they used to piss me off right off. And I was like, "Dad, come on! Oh, I just got to make myself a cup of coffee." And I'm sure yeah. he made it as slow as he possibly could. Oh, just they did. To... That's, that's what they're there for. <laughs> just to troll you. Yeah. Oh, come on! Yeah, and yeah, I think I used to have the cartoons on. They were kind of almost like the background noise and the mm-hmm. distraction because I was like rocking back and forth looking back and forth seriously um, so yeah I think that's kind of what they're there for I, I assume like mm. a, a great distraction so. yeah 
fair enough. Um, but yeah, Christmas Day morning is it's just not worth talking about, I don't think, you know, but I don't know, 10.55am on BBC One, it's the never-ending story. I mean, oh, that's Still one of the finest moments of recent television. Definitely. Still hasn't been topped. If they ever try and remake The Neverending Story, then all the people need to be stopped immediately. I was talking about the scene from Stranger Things, but... That was nice. Oh, that was quality. Just... Never expected that in a million years. And then when he started breaking into that song, and it was like, oh my God, they're actually going to do this? Yeah, it didn't throw the pacing off either. It was just done so beautifully, fluidly, that it was just like... Why is this working? This should be a complete dead stop in the pacing. And it's just yeah. like Erica's look when she just stared up at him. Just, <laughs> yeah. And it just worked. Yeah. Um, but they managed to squeeze Neighbours in at 12.25pm. Um, I'm not watching Neighbours, sorry. Um, even Top of the Pops at 5 to 1. I think the first time my telly would go on in the in, on Christmas Day is probably... Like the, the the Christmas film, the big Christmas film mm, yeah. on yeah. BBC One. Um, I don't think we even sat down to watch things like Noel's Christmas Presents or anything like that. Did you? No, I, I don't remember doing it. Maybe I think I think maybe. Mm. But yeah, the big BBC One Christmas film for 1995 was at half past four, and that film, I'm sure, delighted Chris no end as it was Hook. Oh, it was a premiere as well. It was so. I bet you was in your element for that year. To be honest, I probably had it on VHS at that point anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's what we always used to do, like Christmas Day, like we'd obviously would play our films that we'd gotten on VHS or whatever. God, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, oh, someone had got a film or someone had got a few episodes of television that they wanted, you know, that kind of thing. And like you said, Jason, like I don't have any memories of watching Noel's Christmas Presents. No. I, we never watched The Queen's Speech. I have vague memories of Only Fools and the Horses being on, but other than, and that was, you know. That was about it really, wasn't it, yeah. And that wasn't even just this year, Only Fools and the Horses is always on at least one episode on over Christmas, any mm-hmm. t- any time of the year. Just had to remark on uh, going back up a little bit to 12.55, Top of the Pops, the uh, hosting um, combination <laughs> of Bjork and Jack D. <laughs> it's like, incredible. Yeah. incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. Whoever dreamt that one up needed a, <laughs> hopefully got a bonus because that's amazing. Um, uh. Auntie's brand new bloomers was on at quarter to seven on uh, Christmas Day, followed obviously by the East, EastEnders Christmas show. And the Vic is full of Christmas cheer. Um, while the Fowlers put on a brave face, Pat plans for a perfect Christmas and they take an unexpected turn. Mm. You guys, I wonder. It's, it's, I, I just find it such tropey shit now, like every year. We're even doing it to this day, like two episodes of EastEnders. Mm-hmm. And they're both, yeah. Like the most miserable storyline of the year, <laughs> even by their standards. Like, yeah. Um, but I mean it was sandwiched in between by probably one of the better highlights and that's keeping yes. up appearances with Patricia Roulette <laughs> oh, God. that's never going to die is it um, <laughs> and then at 10 past 10pm it was Indecent Proposal with uh, Robert Redford and Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson you skipped one foot in the grave what was that? Oh, 9pm I think BBC had quite a strong strong show apart from EastEnders, do you think? Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty solid, yeah. I think. 5 past 12am was the greatest music party in the world. 
half recorded at this month's concert at the NEC in Birmingham, including David Bowie, Rod Stewart, Diana Ross, Soul to Soul, Lightning Seas, Desiree, Echo Belly, Alanis Morissette, Jesus Christ, and uh, Curtis Steigers, and Diana King. And, and only one of those people are dead. Wow, that's impressive. And then it had a close down. <laughs> oh, the days of a close down. Yes, they had oh to close down. That's what happens, kids. <laughs> yeah. When you used to end... Uh, I sound like my mum. Yeah. You used to have that um, TV card, didn't they, with the, oh, the, the girl card. with the... Horrifying. Yeah, or, or whatever it was. Static. I can't remember what it was now. Um, the TV on, just oh, God, sh- yeah, it went to static, didn't it? Oh, like on ITV, they used to just show random teletext pages, didn't they? I used to love that stuff. Yeah, it was great. It was like, teletext, you can't control. He's yeah. like mental. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Let's have a look, quick look at BBC Two. I feel in BBC Two let themselves down after <coughs> the epicness of Christmas Eve. Um, they've got uh, things like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea from 1954, mm. the Top Gear Rally Special at 10:55, um, the Hills Are Alive. The I just read that the Hills Have Eyes of Her. I was like, <laughs> like, I bought that earlier when I was scrolling. <laughs> that, like, no, that is a bold move. Not. A bold move. That's a bold move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Today's, today's How to edit a film in into oh, 20 God. minutes. <laughs> today's the day, Christmas special at 5 past 5 p.m. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm scrolling and all I can see is just crap, unfortunately. I will, I will so. say this. It's kind of making me feel better saying this. I do think now we really did romanticise mm-hmm. TV. I think there's something to be said for mm, rose-tinted glasses and nostalgia. Mm. This is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it now. This is shit. The yeah. difference now is that TV is irrelevant, whereas then it was like, we must have just strived to find something good amongst this because TV was obviously relevant. Now it's like, I don't know, I'm, I'm generally quite shocked. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, this was the beginning of the rot, I don't know. Maybe I don't think go, it was, though, was it? I don't know. I'm just like... Eh. Well, ITV are bringing it back with Mike Morphin Power Rangers at 5 to 9. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then bringing it back down with the little engine that could at 10.25am um, but they did they did squeeze a Herbie film in they did get Herbie film in at half past 11am with Herbie, oh, Rides, Herbie again. Rides Again I used to love those films and then the big Christmas film on ITV at 10 past 3pm Chris I don't know what you was doing with yourself mate but it was Ghostbusters 2 Ghostbusters. what was you doing yeah. man I it probably was on we had probably watched watch it had to be watching this that's what I mean. I I can't. I don't know what we were doing. It's three minutes past ten minutes past three in 1995, but I'm pretty sure it would have been on somewhere. I think um, I was just thinking about what you were just saying, Rich, about roasting the glasses and all this and that. But I think like where we've got so used to just having films on demand and just being yeah. able to just sit down and watch things, yeah. it's kind of ruined the magic a little bit of of what we used to have to live for you know in 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 tv when we were kids because to have ghostbusters 2 on tv even in 1995 was probably quite a big thing for us i mean proper it's just proper linear scheduled television it's just you know and it probably made anymore. it made it that little bit more exciting because yeah. you had to be there at 10 past 3 to yeah. watch it and not miss the beginning or or anything yeah. like that kind of stuff, and then moan about all the advert breaks in between. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 sad, but yeah, it's 
I think you know, oh, I, don't know. I think it's one of the things that the internet have killed. Um, that kind of feelings that we used to have. I mean, it's the same like when we used to get VHSs or CDs as presents for Christmas. It's oh, like God, yeah. I don't buy anything like that for my kids because they don't need it. You know, they, they've got Spotify, they've got Netflix. Um, if, mm. You know, we've got iTunes and Amazon Prime and all these kind of services now where we can uh, just rent and get to watch a film straight away like that. And they they just don't need nor want the the you know. DVDs or CDs mm. or anything anymore. It's like last year when um, Disney Plus and like Soul came out Christmas Day. I mean, it's like it was a nice gesture. It mm-hmm. was nice they kind of did it. They kind of planned it to be out on Christmas Day. But it was like, okay, yeah, this is available now. But there's people that have already watched it, and I've still yet to watch it. It didn't have that appointment feel like no. with television. So it's like, yeah, it's, it doesn't matter how much you even try to capture that now. It, it's it, on demand as yeah like you said it's just taken that special feeling away you've mm. got total control now of when yeah. you see it and it's just and it's that's a good thing in a way you know it's it's oh, yeah. convenient and it's handy and you know especially with the pandemic going on you know it's it's perfect for that for the situation that we're in but for for the emotion side and mm. memories and feelings it's just just not that great no Agreed, agreed. Um, but uh, yeah, so we had Ghostbusters 2 and at 10 past 3 on ITV. And the Wind in the Willows at 5 past 5 pm. And then um, they, they got Sister Act in on, at 8 pm as well. I definitely would have been watching that too. Probably. Because uh, that's a quality film. And of course, sandwiched in between that was the uh, Robson and Jerome Christmas <laughs> special. So. One of women watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and that I think that's pretty much the highlights on ITV and Christmas Day, unless you want to count the 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 four fifteen AM film Snow White from nineteen eighty nine. I don't know if I want to know what's in that one. What's trench coat starring Margot Kidder? I've never heard of that. Mm, I don't know. No idea. Hmm. Maybe that was the film that killed finally killed off her career, I don't know. Um Assuming she was wearing a trench coat when they found her in that garden. I don't know. But <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I still just it's the Family Guy gag that I always remember. Oh God, I forgot my purse. Ah! Ah! <laughs> 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 not that time Margot Kidley was out. And let's just have a quick look at Channel Four on Christmas Day, and then we'll uh, we'll let these good people get back to their Christmas shenanigans. Um, I think Channel 4 on Christmas morning sounded pretty good, actually. Um, looking at it, you know, we had Ulysses 31 at 6.45am. Um, and when, I used to love that show as a kid. I don't know if you two remember that or not, but it was so science fiction It was awesome. Um, and then we had the big breakfast on at 8am, uh, and it was the Christmas special with Paul Bradley, who was Nigel in EastEnders, <laughs> because he performs his new single... I didn't even know he sang. I didn't even know he had a song out. Hey, do you cheat that? Mm. Um, And then they did the best of the Big Breakfast from 1995, um, including The Crunch with Zig and Zag, Dane Barber Cartland's Christmas Message, (laughs) the Yo Ho Who competition, and Gabby Talks to Barbara Windsor. Um, And then at 10am, Saved by the Bell, the new class. Mm, they tried and they tried but it's just like 
Mama, what's Saved by the Bell? We've got Saved by the Bell at home. That's yeah. literally what the new glass <laughs> <Yeah>. is, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah. and, then, and then they just went into Channel 4 mode once more. And, no. um, <laughs> it's so Channel 4. <laughs> it is. No, it. Christmas Day. <laughs> Song um, 2 by every turkey. It's great. Um, you know, 7pm film was Turtle Diary. Turtle Diary. 1985, starring Glenda Jackson and Ben Kingsley. Turtle Diary, never heard of Turtle it. Turtle Diary, hmm. Um, I mean, the only thing that's kind of jumping out is the snowman. I love the snowman. It's it's a, it's just screamed Christmas at me, mm-hmm. and it's just something that I always like to watch at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, Channel Four was pretty shit. It was, yep. Um, so, Jesus. I think that's where we should leave the TV guide of 1995, and. Uh, I think you've kind of touched on it, Rich, there, like, but your feelings on, on, on the listings. I mean, do you think it was a strong year? No, bad. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that episode of uh, Power Rangers on Boxing Day. Okay. Pretty damn shit. So. Yeah, yeah. Any any thoughts, Chris? Yeah, it's uh, just... It's like it's been found wanting, isn't it? It's just like <laughs> I mean, it had some good stuff on there. I mean, it was some good films. We had Hook and Ghostbusters 2, and we had Bottom On and Christmas Eve, and... Wallace and Gromit, and we had the Keeping mm. Up Appearances Christmas special on in between EastEnders, and um, there was definitely some highlights to walk away in 95. Yeah. I don't think I would have been overly grumpy about the, the offerings, but yeah, it, I don't think it was one of the strongest years that we that they managed to uh, managed to do. No, I do agree with you guys, though, that like TV as it was, this is going to make us sound really old now, it was an event, you spoke with your friends in the playground didn't you after Christmas oh did you watch this on this day and stuff like that mm. and now you just go I haven't seen it yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm. not like oh sh- no I missed it but you know it's not like coming home from school and like, my mum has been to town and like the you know, the big TV guide was there you know the old TV mm. quick double issue and I was like just going through it marking off all the pages things I was going to watch and yeah Fond memories of that. It was like its own little game playing that, going for each day, going straight to the film page to see what big films were on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. And, uh, yeah, I miss that. I do. Yeah. Well, um, that's all the time we've got for this week. Um, actually, let's have one more Christmas cracker joke, shall we? <sighs> one more. Come on. One more. Um, are you ready? Go for it. What goes O O O? Oh God, I don't know. Mrs. Claus? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, that's actually a really good joke, Rich. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I just made it up. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. Santa slaying reverse. Close. Yeah, Santa in reverse. Yeah, Santa walking backwards. <laughs> 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 um, mine was better. Mine was better. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Um, uh, cri- uh, sorry, Rich. What? I got one joke. Go um, on. One Christmas, a little boy wrote to Santa Claus saying, "Please send me a sister." Santa Claus wrote him back, "Okay, please send me your mother." Right, that would be if you found that in a Christmas cracker. I, I would be like, okay, you know, crackers, not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, yeah, that is all the time we have for this week. But I'd like to say one more thing before we go, and that is to thank everyone that's listened regularly or just even one off 
um, to What's Wrong With Wolfie. We are always so happy and humbled when we see just one listener on the figures. So once more, thank you um, for for over this last year to hear, you know, uh, not here, but like, um, I'm rambling because I'm had too much rum apparently but I want to say thank you and like, over this last year to hear and see how the show has progressed from the start of the year to now is unbelievable and I can't wait to see where we go in 2022 and I just want to thank Chris and Rich for always being here to chat 90 stuff with me you two are, are leg- legends and uh, couldn't do this without you so uh, thanks very much guys and uh, a very Merry Christmas to you too Thank you. And to all a good night. Yes, very much so, mate. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, a very Merry Christmas to everyone listening. We hope you you can have a happy and healthy time, uh, no matter what the world tries to throw at us. Uh, But this will be our last episode of the year, but we will, of course, be back in January of 2022 to continue our journey with the video games of 1995. Mm. Final words, guys. Anything before we go? Yippee ki yay, Mr. Falcon. There, there, there. <laughs> Keep, keeping it PG. Yeah. Nice. I, I appreciate that. Thank, thank you. Considering the jokes, some of the jokes that we've got in here. <laughs> uh, Chris, any final words, mate? Before we go? Um. Yeah. Just come for someone. It's been quite a tough year. Just take care of yourselves, guys. Mm-hmm. It's all we got. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep going. Yep, no matter how hard it gets. Yep. I'm sure we can all try and find that little reserve to just get ourselves going once more. Yes, Uh, we have to. Indeed. Yep. Well, (coughs) all that's left for me to say is uh, Merry Christmas. And uh, you've been listening to What's Wrong with Wolfie, 90s podcast to the max. Catch you guys next year. Bye bye. Bye.